0: you know, when I was a kid, uh, there were times, you know, if my tummy hurt or I had a bad headache, I would pray. You know, I would pray to God in the heart. And the more more badly I hurt, the harder I prayed. Uh, I, I prayed hard because the way I thought about it, God was in heaven, and heaven must be really far away. Like, far off into outer space somewhere, and if my prayer had any chance of making it all the way there, then I had to give it all the energy that I had, kind of like a rocket that's this, this shooting off, trying to, to get to some very distant galaxy. Now, now what I wonder, what if heaven is not so far away? And what if heaven and earth were never meant to be separated in the first place? Um, I have something to confess to you. I have watched every episode of Star Trek Next Generation and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. (laughs) That is 349 episodes. And some of them I've watched several times. Okay. Okay. So it is really truly amazing that I haven't given you more Star Trek illustrations over the years, right? But I'm going to give you one today, a little piece of one. Did you ever see the Star Trek episode? Probably not. Uh, where a couple of crew members are trapped in an alternate reality that they're still on the ship, but no one can see them or hear them because they are caught in a different dimension. So, what if heaven is like that? You know, not far away, but, but right here. In, in a dimension of reality that we don't normally see or hear, but still among us. Today we start a new series called Discover Together, and what we are going to discover together are some big ideas of the Bible, starting today with heaven and the earth. So each Sunday in this series, we're going to watch a five-minute video uh, created by the Bible Project, and here's the first one. Let's watch it now. Okay, there you go. And we are going to see similar videos the next two Sundays. And then we're going to take a break from the series. And then we'll uh, continue it for three more Sundays into February. And because these videos are so good, uh, if you're in a faith group that is also following this series, you're going to watch the videos there too. Uh, they're, they're worth watching a second time. And also, uh, when the message videos uh, are posted um, online, Uh, from Sunday they usually appear usually Tuesday morning there's going to be a a text or a link in the description so that you can go and watch this video too because we can't embed it into the regular sermon video but we can have a link so you can watch it again Um, so the basic definition is that heaven is God's space and earth is human space pretty simple And God's design originally was for heaven and earth to be blended together. Uh, In Genesis chapter 2, we see that, you know, the Garden of Eden is just, it's paradise. It's beautiful. And the man and the woman, they, they wonderfully reflect the image of God. And the earth is filled with the glory of heaven until they eat the forbidden fruit. The, the couple has to leave the garden, never to return. In Genesis 3, though, there, there's something that's really uh, outstanding here, but it's easy to overlook. Just after the woman and the man eat the forbidden fruit, God comes looking for them. Here's what it says in Genesis 3:8. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. To me, what this implies is that it was, that up to this point, it was normal for God to show up in some observable way uh, and walk with them every morning and evening. It would be like Jesus stopping by your house twice a day to go for a walk and have a conversation. But after they eat the forbidden fruit, everything changes. Sin spreads, death reigns, violence increases, injustice takes over, paradise is lost. Now, earth, of course, still bears much of its original creative beauty, but it also suffers, which leads to things like earthquakes and floods and droughts, kind of like withdrawal symptoms of the separation. Did you notice in the video it said, the union of heaven and earth is what the story of the Bible is all about? God has a plan to bring them back together. It's like the time that Jacob sleeps out under the stars and he dreams of a stairway to heaven. Cue in Led Zeppelin. Yeah. But that song's more about a woman who tries to buy a stairway to heaven, so it doesn't really fit. If you grew up uh, reading the King James, it doesn't say stairway, does it? What does it say? Ladder. Like in the song, We Are Climbing Jacob's Ladder. So Jacob has this dream and he sees angels going up and down the stairway like God is sending them on assignments to earth and this is the place that they go back and forth. At the top of the stairway, Jacob sees a representation of God and God speaks to him and reaffirms the promise that was made to his grandfather Abraham that his descendants would become a a multitude and a nation that would spread all over the earth and um, would would bless people everywhere. So this is part of God's plan to, to bring together back again heaven and earth. Now when Jacob wakes up, he kind of goes, whoa, what did I just experience? And he figures that this is the holy place where he was sleeping. He calls it the gate of heaven. He calls it the house of God, which is how Bethel got its name. Because in Hebrew, the, the word Bethel means house of God. Same kind of thing happens uh, when Moses is on Mount Horeb, also called Mount Sinai. He's grazing sheep when he, he sees something that he cannot explain. He sees a, a bush that is burning but not being burned up. And God speaks to Moses in that shining shrub. Which at the time is a, an overlap of heaven and earth. Well, the next year Moses and all the Israelites meet God at that same mountain and a thick cloud hangs over the mountain and it rumbles with lightning and thunder and a trumpet blasts and smoke billows and uh, the ground beneath their feet trembles. When God's space breaks into human space, it can be scary. Now, we can't forget the temple. For much of the Bible, the temple is the main place where heaven and earth overlap. The, the first temple built during the time of uh, uh, Moses was the tabernacle, like it said in the video. Uh, a kind of a portable tent temple. Centuries later, King Solomon completes his father's David's vision of building a solid structure, a temple. And in the passage that we read, uh, we heard Larry read a little bit ago, um, is from the uh, completion of the temple the dedication of the temple but I want us to open our Bibles now to 1 Kings chapter 8 and look at a piece of that shall we For, uh, it's on page 339 if you're using the pew Bible um, and uh, w- while we're looking it up I, I also want to add that if you came here today and you go man I wish I had a Bible at home that I could read Or maybe you've got one but it's in a a translation that was 400 years old and you go wow this doesn't make a lot of sense to me then I would just say nothing would make us happier than for you to take a pew Bible home you can have it you can keep it just stick it under your arm when you're on your way and you can uh, it's yours now and if you're wondering where to read first I think that's an important question when you come to the Bible you could start at the beginning But I usually recommend that people start at the beginning of the New Testament to the four biographies about Jesus. Um, They're named after their authors Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay? So, we're looking now in uh, 1 Kings chapter 8. We're going to look at verses 10 and 11. The new covenant, the new temple is complete. The Ark of the Covenant has just been brought in. And here's what it says When the priests withdrew from the holy place, the cloud filled the temple of the Lord. And the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the temple. So, this cloud is a symbol of God's presence, a place where earth and heaven overlap. And the cloud is only temporary. But God's presence remains until until a few centuries later when Israel's sin gets so bad they, it's like they are beyond repenting. And God knows the only way to turn them around is to give them judgment. Their injustice and their idolatry stink like a giant pile of poop. The prophet Ezekiel The prophet Ezekiel sees a vision where the glory of God vacates the temple, flies off. And soon after, Jerusalem is conquered and the temple is destroyed. Many Israelites, at this point they're called Jews because most of them are from the tribe of Judah, are forced to leave their homes. They're sent off hundreds of miles away to exile in Babylon. A few generations, they return to Jerusalem uh, and they build a very modest temple. But the cloud representing God's presence does not return. Fast forward a few centuries before Jesus is born, King Herod rebuilds the temple, restoring it to its architectural grandeur. But still, the glory of God does not return to the temple until until one day a man walks into the temple courtyard he makes a whip and he drives out the livestock and he turns over the tables of the money changers and he scatters their coins Jesus says that he is the new temple he is now the overlap of heaven and earth Of course we know that after Jesus's death and resurrection he leaves the earth he ascends to the throne with his father and once again the overlap of heaven and earth is gone until until 10 days later when 120 of Jesus's faithful gathered in prayer and suddenly the Holy Spirit comes upon them and the Holy Spirit fills them And after that, more people put their faith in Jesus, and they are filled with the Holy Spirit. And we are a part of that movement today that is still continuing throughout the earth. And here's what it means for you and me. When I put my faith in Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit, I become an overlap of heaven and earth. I mean, that's a bold thing to say, right? But but the Bible says that When you are in Christ, you are a new creation, like the Garden of Eden. So say this with me, will you? When I put my faith in Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit, I become an overlap of heaven and earth. You know, that's why Christians, we don't build temples, right? We don't build temples. We are the temple. The New Testament says that every person who belongs to Jesus and is filled with the Holy Spirit is like a stone, one of the stones of God's living temple. So this church building is not a temple. I've been here in this room all alone at night. It does not glow with the presence of God. All you see are exit signs. It only glows with the presence of God when we are here. We're uh, we more than three weeks now into the partial government shutdown. On Friday, uh, some government workers did not get a paycheck. That may include some of you and people you know. And I wonder if that will increase the need that we see at the pantry for a little while. By by showing love, by showing respect to our pantry patrons, that is one non-visible way that we glow with the presence of God. When I put my faith in Jesus, when I receive the Holy Spirit, I become part of that. I become part of the overlap of heaven and earth. And for me, that began when I was a teenager, and after a year of of frustrated spiritual searching, I I mean, I didn't know if I believed in God or not. And then I met some young people who who knew Jesus personally, and He he was alive to them, and He was was living in them through the Holy Spirit. And that's how things kind of began to start to turn a corner for me. You know, I know a lot of days we don't feel like it, do we? We don't feel like an overlap of heaven and earth. We feel like an overlap of sludge and crud. A lot of days, right? Some days all we can think about is how badly we've messed up. But let me tell you this, and I want you to hear me out. Your failures do not define you. Your failures do not define you. Repeat after me, would you? My failures do not define me. And you know what? Neither do your successes. God defines you. And here's what God says. God says, you are a child of God. You are saved by faith in Jesus. He fills you with the Holy Spirit. And you belong to Him forever. That's what defines you. And that's why, to no credit of my own, I can say, when I put my faith in Jesus and received the Holy Spirit, I became an overlap of heaven and earth. Last month, I shared with you uh, about uh, the persecution that broke out in, in China last month, before, leading up to Christmas. Larger churches that refused to register with the government, that refused to promote government propaganda, were shut down. Over a hundred members of the Early Rain Church in Chengdu, China, were arrested, many of them tortured. Recently, a Chinese pastor's wife, and I'm guessing maybe her husband is still incarcerated, she spent over a week visiting uh, a lot of the people of the Early Rain Church, especially caring for women whose husbands are still in jail she composed a prayer as an encouragement to them and that prayer has been sent here and and been translated for us and I want to share parts of it with you. Lord, with all that is happening, may you truly awaken the Chinese churches. Awaken each sleeping soul. Awaken our hearts that have long since been captured by this world. Awaken us from our hearts of complacency and indulgence. Awaken our hearts that are so madly self-absorbed. O Lord, let us be truly touched once again by your Calvary love. Use us, little as we are, to serve every person that you have placed around us, when they are thirsty, may we give them a drink. When they are hungry, may we give them food. When they are naked, may we clothe them. When they are sick, may we come to care for them. And when they are in prison, may we go to visit them. Jesus, we wait for you to come again. We wait for that wedding feast of the Lamb. We wait for you to come down from heaven and judge all things, and we wait for the day that you will surely come when you will wipe away our every tear. Thank you that we have such a hope to live for you each day. We pray all these in one heart, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen these Chinese Christ followers are alive with the presence of God. They are an overlap of heaven and earth. And her prayer points us to the day when God's purposes will be complete and heaven and earth will finally and fully be merged. On that day, the Garden of Eden will give way to the holy city, the new Jerusalem, Now today we have said that when I put my faith in Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit I become an overlap of heaven and earth. And some of you realize that putting your faith in Jesus and receiving the Holy Spirit is not your experience yet. Some of you know that deep down in your hearts you are not There yet, or you're not sure if you are or not, then I would say, let today be the day of salvation for you. Let today be your day. God has put this longing in your heart because God is longing for you. Let today be the day when you say, Jesus, I am such a sinner. I'm a mess, but take me, I'm yours. From now on, Lord, you're in charge. Make your home in me by the Holy Spirit so I can carry a bit of heaven with me every day of my life. And let me know, give me that reassurance that I will be with you forever in the new Jerusalem. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, that prayer that I just shared, uh, may express the desire that that several people in this room have right now who know that they are sort of on the outside looking in that that Jesus is not someone who is the lord of their life or their savior and they've not received the holy spirit or all of it seems kind of foreign or c- confused to them and so lord i would just pray that today would be a day of salvation And if that's where you're at, I invite you to join with me and and pray in your own heart, in your own way as I lead in that prayer again. Jesus, I am such a sinner. I am a mess. But take me. I am yours. From now on, Lord, you're in charge. Make your home in me by the Holy Spirit so I can carry that bit of heaven in me for the rest of my life, let me know. Give me that assurance that I am with you now and forever and will one day join you and all your people in the new Jerusalem. And so we pray this in in your name and all God's people said, amen.